Well, welcome everyone to the Robin Walters Show. God bless you today. Uh, another packed program, of course. Uh, they all are, aren't they? Seems like that's the way these days. Any event, uh, we're going to cover everything. I got a little bit of the Durham in here. How could I not touch on the Durham investigation and um, what's going on there? First of all, I'd like to just tell you, though, that the two books that are available now, uh, the things I picked up along the way, and a few things I should have left behind. And The Rapture Revisited, finally, a lawyer takes a look at end-time events, both available on Amazon.com. And uh, they make great stocking stuffers. I, you know, I, got, I heard from a listener the other day, and the uh, second book, the one that just came out, Things I Picked Up Along the Way, and a few things I should have left behind. The listener said, you know, I just devoured the first couple hundred pages. I got distracted, came back, finished it off. And uh, she paid me a compliment of which I really don't deserve. But she included in the conversation, I, my name came up in the same conversation, as Garrison Keeler and Prairie Home Companion. The book is really a series of short stories, not a book per se, other than a collection of short stories with different themes, different points, different things to uh, understand, think about, meditate, and some cases put into practical use. I've also heard from people who said, hey, hallelujah, got rid of that terrible sound system you had before. You're sounding a lot better. Praise God, I am excited about sounding better. I thank the people who invest in this program. It's contributions of people who help make the acquisition of new equipment possible and whatever is left over, of which there never is, because I supplement it to make ends meet. But uh, some guys golf, I do radio. It's uh, ministry for me. But understand, if we ever should have a surplus, so to speak, beyond current expenses, it will be used to expand the programming even further, which, of course, is my goal. Uh, okay, starting with a couple of good things, and we're going to get into some heavy duty, as we always do. Ron DeSantis, I guess I got to tell you, this guy, I, I think I would vote for him as the all-time best governor in the history of the United States. Now, personally, I don't think that that means he should be president. He needs to be the best governor. We need to have a state that stands so far and away above every other state as a model for other states to model and change laws to coincide with what Florida is doing, he needs to stay there. He can do more in Florida than he ever could do in the presidency. And, of course, he's, he's uh, falling further and further behind Donald Trump. Although uh, Trump, uh, I've got to tell you, you know, he, he concerns me all the time. I mean, he, he is against the heartbeat abortion bill. He says it's too strong. So in other words, uh, Trump is looking to make a compromise in this area. I sort of get it. I mean, the, the pro-aborts, the, the trannies, the queers, they got 
to where they are legally today incrementally, one small step at a time, which is how the pro-life movement has actually replicated them in uh, the last decade to do exactly that. we got to get there one small step at a time, right? One, one small step for uh, man and a huge step for uh, all the children in the womb. That's not exactly the way it was when they stepped on the moon, but you get the point. Well, I, I trust that Trump goes as far as he can go and hold the followers together, uh, although to, to say that uh, a heartbeat abortion bill, in other words, when there's a heartbeat, you can't get an abortion. Obviously, there's a child. Well, there's a child from conception. We know that. I don't know if he really said it's too strong, meaning it's not politically palatable yet, or he simply doesn't believe it should go that far. I don't really know. But he's creaming DeSantis. And, and as long as DeSantis keeps doing what he's doing in Florida, he needs to keep doing it. Maybe he'll be ready for prime time when Trump is done. Maybe it'll be Vivek Ramaswamy. Who knows? But my goodness sakes, five bills that DeSantis has signed here in the last week, four of them reining in all the excesses of the LGBTQ, RSTU, VW, XYZ, plus, plus, A, whatever, all the crap, all of they append to their debauched title to rein them in, to hold them back. And, of course, the queers are saying, we're being attacked. This is an attack. Well, they push 18 million things on a heterosexual moral world. And when anybody starts to push back against their invasion of evil, an onslaught of abominable behavior, they claim they're being attacked. It was kind of what I put up with in California when I lived there. And I was writing the book, The Rapture Revisited. Finally, a lawyer takes a look at end-time events. And the whole state's a rapture state. Rapture this, rapture that. I mean, pre-trib rapture, pre-trib rapture. Calvary Chapel, Baptists go right on down the line. They're all pre-trib. There was no post-trib church. There is no. There's no post-trib denomination. Let me correct that. So we just hear this incessant, ongoing dialogue on the, or monologue on the radio stations about pre-trib, pre-trib, pre-trib. And when I finally came out and spoke publicly in a small part of Central California that I thought it was false and that the uh, answer lies in a post-trib rapture, what came out? We're being attacked! Attack! Attack! Well, that's what they scream when they finally have somebody that speaks against what they're saying. Now, trust me, I love the Calvary Chapel people. They do a good job. The Baptist people, they do a good job. On this particular issue, they're wrong, and they dig in their heels, and they go to a super extreme pushback when somebody challenges their theology. I just, I mean, I got a call the other day. Good man, loves the Lord, no question about it. He wanted me to be on his radio show so I could explain my post-trib position. So he calls me, gets me out of bed, actually, at about 9.30 at night, and just says, well, what, what do you got to say about this? I mean, it kind of went into attack mode. 
And I didn't even really say that much, but he just recoiled. It's like they've just never had to deal with a defensive, take, take up a defensive position. This is what the LGBT crowd does. And they are very different crowds, only similar in their response. Please understand what I'm saying. The LGBTers think that they're being attacked when after, after punching the daylights out of a heterosexual Christian culture, somebody speaks up and stands up like DeSantis, and they think they're being attacked. Because this is the way that it is. They take nine punches, nine swings at you. They connect on eight. You're tired, sick, and stinking tired of turning the other cheek, because that's not what turning the other cheek really means, but to some Christians it is. So you finally decide it's time to defend yourself, and you take a swing. And they, the left, charges you with assault and battery. That's what they do. So DeSantis has signed these four bills. I'm not going to go through them. Go on on the air. Uh, go go on the internet, and you'll find them. They are all great. Not using uh, tranny pronouns, prohibiting that, and all sorts of stuff. And one teacher says, "I've got nothing left to teach. There's nothing left that I can teach in this state." Well, wasn't that revealing? He actually said that I've got nothing more that I can teach. One professor said the same thing. What does that tell you? All they've been doing, if they don't have anything left to teach, that means all they have been teaching is this queer crap, 1619 crap, CRT crap, BLT. Not BLT. I had one. Sorry. BLM. Sorry that I just defamed BLTs. BLM and Antifa crap. If they don't have anything else to say when DeSantis is done signing this, these bills, or he has, what does that tell you that what they've been teaching? And that's been all they're teaching. They don't, they don't have anything else. If, all this, if it's all this garbage, and they say, we don't have anything else left because he's made illegal all of our garbage, then those are the teachers, those are the professors that just ought to get their tush up in their little, in their little uh, whatever, little EVs, and head out to California, go to New York, go to some place where they can... They can spread their propaganda and be subsidized by the state while they're doing it. One more thing DeSantis did, which is just fabulous. He signed a bill barring credit cards and credit card companies, of course, from tracking gun sales in Florida, of course. That's great news. That is, that is just great. This needs to be a national bill that that the, all, the Visa and MasterCard, which are all woke and super woke and whatever they smoke, they aren't woke enough by their standards and they get dragged along into more wokesterisms. We don't have a country that can be combined anymore. We are a divided country that will never come together. I'm going to tell you that right now. Of course, I've been preaching secession for, what, 12, 14 years, that it's inevitable what fellowship does light have with darkness? What fellowship does righteousness have with Belial? You could, there is no compromise with evil that doesn't turn out to be still evil. But you don't do this. You, you do not use, I've said this before, always, 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 always. And I hope you get the point. 
always pay cash for a gun, for ammo, for anything that you buy that relates to firearms, knives, what have you. Always pay cash. Screw the stinking frequent flyer miles. You're going to sell out your privacy for a couple of for a buck twenty five in uh, frequent flyer credit. I would hope not. I would sincerely hope not. Okay, let's add one more church now to the uh, queer tranny agenda. The United Methodist Church down in Dallas had Pride Prom at their church. Pride Prom. Let's just have these sequin-toting queer guys come in and dance around like uh, prancing little <clears throat> prancing little birds on drugs. Advertised as a family-friendly pride show. I was raised in the Methodist Church, but I want to tell you, it wasn't the Free Methodist. It was the United Methodist. And there's nothing united about the United Methodist Church anymore. The only thing united about the United Methodist Church are the, all the churches that are left after all the other Methodist churches have left that denomination. The one half of what they used to be, yeah, they're, den- they're united in their sin and their debauchery. It was United Methodist women that came out and said, if you're being raped, do not use a gun on your possession to defend yourself from rape. Well, I guess I understand one reason now why the Methodist Church is losing patrons, left and right, congregants. I mean, what kind of... Thea- what? Okay, don't defend yourself if you're being raped. You say, well, they're just being raped. That's better than killing the other person. You want to bet? I want to tell people who actually think that and that how stupid that is. What is the number one thing that rapists consider and frequently do? Kill their victim. And why? Because the victim is the only one who can turn them in. If you want to reduce your chances of getting caught, kill your victim. That's why Scripture makes it clear that when uh, somebody breaks into your house at night, you can kill them. Not in the daytime, because you don't. You've, you've got the ability to assess the circumstances better. Doesn't always apply in the daytime. It might if you're putting put in reasonable apprehension of fear of immediately bodily harm. You can use lethal force, serious bodily harm or death. You can use lethal force. But at night, don't have to. Somebody breaks in your. Window breaks, somebody comes to the door, you can toast them right there. You are biblically okay. And in states that have brains, red states, that's still okay. States like California, forget it. States that are stuck on stupid, forget it. Okay. The Durham report. I, I'd like to go into this, but I, I, I don't want to just simply repeat much of what you're already hearing. Some on Fox News more likely and better on Newsmax. Newsmax held the entire hearing, or at least the greater portion of it, with Jim Jordan and listened to these Democrats trying to spin and wreck the story and destroy the lives of these FBI whistleblowers, who I might add risked life, career, character, personality, resume, by they're, they're painted by the left as cowards, and they risked everything from their livelihood to their lives to turn in the evil leaders of the FBI and the Department of Injustice. 
So I want to say this about Durham and everything else related to it that comes down to the weaponization of federal agencies. It is worse than Watergate. It is far worse than Watergate. It is worse than Watergate by 100%. You say, well, how can you say that? Because Watergate involved Tricky Dick, right? Uh, John Ehrlichman, Bob Halderman, if I remember those two names correctly, and a couple of bungling thieves at the DNC. How many people were involved in Watergate, truly? Half a dozen? Five or six? How many are involved in the radicalization, demonization, politicization, and weaponization of federal agencies employing thousands and thousands of people across the greater administration, across the Environmental Protection Agency, which now totes guns, more IRS, IRS agents that are toting guns, the Department of Injustice, the FBI, which is within the Department of Injustice. It is a cancer that metastasized to a degree that it dwarfs hundredfold Watergate, not inclu only including the president, but all the advisors, the heads of the, we are in deep, deep trouble. The, the comparison I would make is if you had a choice, let's say, uh, you, let's uh, mail. You, they, your PSA has gone from 4 to 14. They detect prostate cancer. And where it is, it's rather localized, serious but localized. It can be treated chemically or I think with radiation and maybe there's some other ways. Success rate is extremely high. The alternative is you never heeded any warnings. You never had the PSA. You just let the uh, cancer run amok and it has metastasized through the greater portions of your body and has reached virtually all of your vital organs. There's the comparison. Tricky Dick was localized prostate cancer. Joe Biden and all these agencies that are so anti-American, anti-Christian, common sense-phobic, truth-phobic, the FBI lies like, who would ever trust the FBI again? Forget those losers. What's it stand for? Federal batch of incompetence? No, they're actually competent, but they're competent in lying, cheating, concealing, deceiving. What's worse? Having the whole government metastasize with an anti-Christian cancer or just Tricky Dick and a few bumbling burglars and a couple of aides that were paid to cover them up. Pretty obvious, isn't it? That's why what is happening now dwarfs Watergate. And maybe a hundredfold worsening is an understatement. Now, you know, I, in watching the uh, hearings, because I watched some of it, uh, there's an easy way, a ridiculously easy way, to detect what the left is doing. 
Folks, this is so stinking easy. You shouldn't have to write it down, but if you need to, go ahead. Listen to the left. People say, I don't want to listen to the left. I don't either. I get mad. I want to flash the bird at, uh, gosh, any one of them, Ocasio-Cortez, Yaapel, or whatever her name is, and Rashida, that Jew hater, Rashida Tlaib, one of many Democrats who hate Jews. All the Jew haters in Congress are Democrats. Or uh, what's-her-face, uh, I can't think of her name now, than Florida. That that witch, which was on there, and she she couldn't even read her. At, she was accusing the FBI agents of this and that. I don't know who wrote it for. Obviously, somebody from the left drafted her talking points because she couldn't even read it without screwing it up reading it. In other words, unless she can't read her own handwriting. I'm sure it wasn't in her own handwriting. But listen to them. Take a little bit of time and listen to the left because here's how you know what they're doing. What they're doing is everything they accuse others of. If the left accuses conservatives of cheating, the left is cheating. If the left accuses the right of lying, the left is lying. If the left accuses uh, conservatives or Republicans of trying to steal an election, it's to cover themselves from stealing elections. They think it's smart. It's really stupid. Unless you, unless you buy it, unless you're still listening on a regular basis to CNN. But I want to draw on two scriptures that are my hope, my belief in what's happening here. It's been a long time in coming to see any measurable amount of reckoning or justice. Now, needless to say, while I'm watching Newsmax, flip it over to CNN. Do you think they're covering the hearings? Of course not. They're covering some stupid student debt thing. They're covering something else, the MSNBC. They don't have the guts. They don't have the brains. They don't have the, they don't have the cojones. They don't have the morals. They don't, they're not going to shine the flashlight underneath their own dirty, scummy refrigerator with all the dead rodents and cockroaches. They're not going to expose themselves. But the Word says they will be exposed. It says that there is nothing hidden that shall not be revealed. Now, I realize that has a long-term eternal application, but it also has a contemporary application. It is hard to lie forever and get away forever. The jig is up after a while. The other passage is from the book of Ephesians, where we are commanded. Some people say, I don't want to get into politics. I don't want to talk about this or that. I have a hard time at family gatherings because the only things I really want to talk about are religion and politics. I mean, what else? That's why, actually, I prefer to eat at the kids' table. Because if we're going to talk nonsense, let me have fun with some other nonsensers. I can, I can develop a six- and seven-year-old mindset with a snap of a finger and have a blast. I do with all of my grandchildren. No sh- I got no shortage of grandchildren, and as far as I'm concerned, they still aren't enough. They're funny. They're fun, and they're funny. 
but put me around adults who cannot ever talk about anything except sports and the weather. Forget it. I'm bored out of my skull in about 45 seconds. But we are commanded, a command to expose the works of darkness. Now, I have to tell you, I've promised my wife, when we go out, we're meeting with some people or what have you, said, can you, can you just knock it off for tonight? Could you um, just quit being a lawyer for two minutes? Could you quit being argumentative and combative? Well, I said, well, sure. Because I don't start those discussions. But don't think that I'm just going to sit there and take it like a punching bag when I may have five minutes to actually spill the truth on somebody who thinks that they're really woke and they're a hipster because they can go along and agree and say amen with uh, Andy Cooper and Donnie Lemon. Well, I guess Donnie's gone. He's got some gig going in some tawdry backdoor saloon somewhere. No, I'm not going to do that. So, okay. In the past, I have mentioned companies that I'm done doing business with. I want to add one today and an update on another one. I am absolutely, totally done with Target stores. I'm not going into them again. I went in there with another party at a Target store a couple of weeks ago. I felt... First of all, I don't like all the red. I think I kind of respond to too much red, sort of like a bull in the arena. I just want to take it out. It's just, it's, it kind of triggers me. I like red. I just don't like everything red. It's, it, it, but when I was in there, call me crazy, but I could detect a different spirit, an evil spirit, an oppressive spirit. I didn't want to go in there. I did. But right now, I'm at the point with the breaking of this last story from just a couple days ago. If I'm with somebody and they're going into Target, I said, I'm fine. You know what? I'm going to go next door and buy some jelly beans. I'm going to go just kind of shoot the breeze with some young kids. I'm going to do something. I'm not going into that store. Unless I just go in there and start casting the devil out of. No, I'm not going to do that either, frankly. I don't need to pick that up. But here's what they did. They have introduced a clothing line. Sitting down. A clothing line for baby trannies. That's right. I think I heard somebody vomit in the background. That's right. Tranny clothing for newborns and toddlers. You are so perverse, Target, so corrupt. I, You know, the, the, the cities that have problems with crime, with theft, Target, Target. Goodness sakes. I mean, I don't really mean you ought to steal from them. I don't encourage people to steal. But if you're going to steal from somewhere, steal from a lousy company instead of a good company. It's just, it, it's just awful. Well, anyway... If, if you consider the fact that there is actually nothing institutionally, nothing anymore on our side. We don't have anything in academia. 
We don't have anything in the entertainment business. We don't have anything in government. We don't have anything in corporate America. There's a few companies, just a few. I still I still uh, hold Exxon stock, Halliburton, Covenant Transport. They are they great companies? Well, Covenant Transport's a great company, and that stock's gone up a couple hundred percent. God's blessed a good company, blessed me in the meantime. And I've had stuff that were lousy companies that have sold, and, and I've sold it, and they skyrocketed. So I'm not going to say everything evil tanks and everything good is superior. I'm not su suggesting that. But corporate America hates you. Corporate America is Christophobic. Christ, uh, uh, corporate America is bibliophobic, common sensophobic, truthophobic. They hate everything. They call everything evil, good, and good evil. And as a follow-up to something I said I was going to do a couple of weeks ago, I did it. I canceled State Farm. I fired State Farm. State Farm couldn't be more queer, more tranny, more pro everything that God is against and against everything that God is for. And guess what? I wrote them a letter. Maybe I should read the letter. Anyway, everybody in the agency where I quit agreed with me. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to... Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. Call me irresponsible. Call me. Unreliable, growing, undependable too. Do my foolish alibis bore you? Well, I'm not. Ah, uh, yes. You know, when uh, I need a little break, I need a little tension release, there's gospel music. Uh, but there's also Bobby Darren. I love that song. Call Me Irresponsible. Yeah. Way to go, Bobby. I miss you. You died way, way, way too young. But sadly, we got to return to our task at hand here. And the task at hand here is dealing with this. It's, I would say it's not, it's not a downward spiral anymore, folks. It's actually a free fall that we have entered into as a country. And there's only a couple of ways, I've said this before, out of this. People say, well, we just need national repentance, and we need national repentance. Well, that's, that's fine. 
But what do you do in the meantime until there's national repentance? People will say, I get that I I get so sick of hearing this, it makes me want to barf. People will say, well, those teachers in the school that are leading kids astray and teaching all these ungodly, perverse things to, of course, they don't say this, but this is the truth, to make the teachers feel better about their own sins is to get others, turn others into twice the child of hell that they are. They say, well, you just got to pray for them. I'm sorry, bull crap. Prayer, yes, but people frame that as the beginning and the end of their activity. So my answer to that is this, and it should be your answer when somebody says that to you. Okay, so now, if from right now when we start praying for this teacher, to the time if, if and when he or she gets saved and repents of all the sins, how about and what happens to all of the hundreds and hundreds of kids that have been led into a life of sin while all we're doing is just praying for that crummy teacher, praying for that crummy politician, praying for somebody, say, well, trust me, you do pray. Second Thessalonians 3.2 says, oh, pray. That what? You'd be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men, for not all men have faith. David rushed down to the battle against Goliath and said, Is there not a cause? Is there not, is there not a cause? Why are you guys just all standing around, hoping, wishing and hoping, wishing and hoping? Dusty Springfield, 1960, something. Wishing and hoping. That's all you're doing. Why aren't you doing? You're not doing anything. You're not doing jack. So how much evil are you willing to accept that this person continues to do and perpetrate, especially on young children who are only praying for them? Only. Faith without works is dead. This is what makes Ron DeSantis the greatest governor of all time. He's put faith to work. Faith in action is work. He's stopping with everything he can. The indoctrination, perversion, the emotional and spiritual molestation of hundreds of thousands of school children in Florida. Ron isn't just sitting around praying. You get pray. He's a praying guy. And God bless him. Because without prayer, actually, he wouldn't have the guts to take action. All right? See, it isn't all works. I know that. I'm just not I'm not saying that you can do it by works. I'm just saying that faith without works is dead. If you're going to only pray but not act, then you've just sacrificed hundreds of thousands of children or whatever whatever, to the evils of a wicked world. Yeah, that's fine. That, that you, that, that's great that that person who has performed so much evil gets saved. But I'm not willing to hedge a bet on one person at the expense of hundreds of thousands of children 
who gets shoved down the stovepipe of immorality by the left. Okay, so what's the answer? Well, you have great governors who defy federal law if necessary, like Ron DeSantis. If you have enough states like Florida, and I think this is what it's coming to, you just secede. There's no coming together anymore in this country. It's over. And I'm going to prove it in a minute from the lips of Barack Hussein Obama. No wonder he went by B-H-O, because B-O doesn't really have a nice ring to it. But there's that. The other one is, and nobody gets it. I don't know why this angers me. I mean, listening to Republican talking points on TV about, well, we need to set up a panel to investigate the FBI and the blah, blah, blah. Screw the investigation. Forget it. You take them off at the knees with a rusty knife. And what's the rusty knife? You go in there, and the next budget, you cut the budget for the FBI or the Department of Injustice by, pick a number, 59%. We're going to spank you little left-wing wussies until you come to your senses. Because that's the only thing that the left ever, ever, ever understands is a financial spanking. I don't understand anything else. You got to hit them in the financial fanny before they will ever get it. And sadly, Republicans don't get it. And it really ticks me off. It's easy to say, yeah, we should have a commission. Let's have a congressional investigation. No. Why don't you redo the congressional budget and cut off enormous amounts of money for these organizations? Watch the housing market go completely bust in Washington, D.C., because we only have a half or 30 or 40 percent of the employees we used to have. Every house is for sale. Everybody's got to get their head out of the government trough and go find a real job. Now, are there good FBI agents? Sure there are. I saw four of them, five of them on TV. But how many others have been willing to stand up out of the thousands of agents are the rest a bunch of feckless gutless weenies is that what it is a feckless batch of incompetence is that what the FBI stands for there are a lot of good people but they're not good enough to have guts to stand up against their own government they will sell their soul to keep their stinking job and show up with 25 people with AR-15s at the house of a guy who allegedly pushed an escort into a killing center, a guy with a priest with five or seven children who are still traumatized. Uh, Okay. Now to Barack Hussein Obama. Barack, I, I really enjoyed not talking to about you for a number of years now. If you're listening, and I'm sure you're not, I have enjoyed not even mentioning your name. Barack Obama represents a conflation or emerging of the absolutely worst elements of a white culture with the worst elements of a black culture. On the white side, this elitist, haughty, phony, 
intellectual Ivy League condescending patronizing behavior with this black liberationist bull crap that occupies so much of the left wing portion of the black culture. We're the victims. Huh? 1.2 million reparations when you were never had slavery and you've only had 150 years to get over it. Oh, come on. Nonsense. Let's how about the reparations for the 350,000 white boys and the families they didn't have or the ones they had that they never came home to. They lost their lives in the civil war setting you free. Shouldn't everybody get reparations? Now they want 14 trillion at the national level, 14 trillion. Secede. The state's got to secede. Joe, Joey Cornpop, just stick it up where the sun doesn't shine. We aren't going to play this game anymore. We're going to leave. We're going to have our own country. You can pay your own debts, and we're not going to help you anymore. Too bad. We'll have maybe a military alliance, and that's it. Otherwise, take a hike. But Obama, so he is on. This, this is going to tell you, this made the tiniest little bit of news, and I think it's enormous. When something so small tells you so much. So he is on uh, what port? CBS Mornings and uh, that earlier this week, and he's asked, what is it that keeps you up at night? And his answer was, the thing that I am, I'm quoting here, the thing that I'm most worried about is the degree to which we now have a divided conversation because we have a divided media. Did you hear that? Brock's biggest concern is that we have a divided media. Brock's biggest concern is that we no longer have a media that's entirely on the side of the left. We have these upstarts of Newsmax and some others that are, that are springing up. We cannot, the worst thing that could ever happen is that we, the left, uh, cannot now control the entire conversation because we monopolize all the means of communication. I mean, I can't even describe to you how revealing that is of the leftist Marxist mentality of B.O. He goes on to say, we have the splintering of the media. We almost occupy different realities. That's true, Brock. Why we have a splintering is you still want complete control, direction, and a monopolization of the media, which fantasizes everything to be true that isn't and calls things that aren't true that are. You, in your world, have a reality that isn't reality because you're built on lies. You're energized by the devil obsessed with things that are evil, maybe possessed by the devil himself, and yeah, you have your own reality. People who have different realities. What's happened is we have a reality of truth that's emerged, 
and it's causing Baraki baby to lose sleep. It's causing Baraki to be get twisted in his underwear while he's out there on Martha's Vineyard in his $14 million home when he has actually never earned scrap in his entire life, especially as a community organizer. My goodness. And what does he compare the media today to? Back when we had three television stations, ABC, CBS, and NBC, he said, why can't it be like Walter Cronkite? Well, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about why can't it be like it was when I was in office and then in the early part of Joe Biden's administration. Why do we have now a divided media? Well, it's divided because one lies and one tells the truth. He wants his own set of facts. You can't have your own set of facts, Brock. I remember so well when he, on multiple occasions, said when he would get pushback from the right, he said, why can't we just come together? Let's meet. Can't we come together in this deal? Now, what his statement would imply is let's meet in the middle. Not once, not once, not one stinking time did Obama ever meet or mean let's meet in the middle. Every time when he says, let's come together, he meant come over to my side. Come over to my side. And so what he loathes here is he's loathing a challenge to a left-wing media. And do we know that they lie all the time? Of course they do. Just listen to Debbie Wasserman Schultz from this morning. Goodness sakes. And how much, I'll give you one other item of proof and i got to move on. I've gone way long on these topics. Juan Williams, that loser who used to be on Fox, and now he's just a loser somewhere else. Not particularly bright, left-wing mentality. There was, I remember this broadcast, my wife and I still talk about it, and it's years ago now, that he came back on the set of Fox News and he had had a special meeting with Barack Obama and some other journalists, loosely so-called, but translated propagandists, messenger deliverer, messengers. He had a meeting with a little cabal of left-wing propagandists faking it to be journalists. And when he came back, I don't know who it was on the set. It might have been Sean Hannity. I'm not sure. Can't remember. Asked him, so Juan, what did you guys talk about? He said, I can't tell you. What do you mean you can't tell Well, the president told us he can't, I can't share what he said. So here's B.O. having a little private meeting with his cabal of propagandists slash journalists, giving them marching orders, what they're to say and not say, and then telling them that they can't tell anybody what he said. Do you need anything more? This is the left. And you know, if you're full of lies, obfuscations, deceptions, misinformation, disinformation, why would you ever want people to know what it is that you, you're actually thinking and doing and talking about? Goodness sakes, yeah. 
He's concerned about a divided media. He is Barack Obama is concerned that there is may be a rising up of truth to compete with falsehood. And it is rising up. It absolutely is rising up. So how can we well, how do we move forward in this country? What do we do? I personally, you don't have to do this, just what I'm doing. I am planning for a divided country politically, geographically. I mean, I, I, I can't look at this news for more than five minutes and see stories like, well, here's just one. Biden administration is now sending $100,000 to various, to each of various Palestinian groups to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion. First of all, he has no business doing that. Second of all, that's an inappropriate waste of, of money. Third of all, how stupid, Joe, how dumb, how mentally deranged could you be? I mean, you know, if, you know what? If Biden died, well, he will die. But they do an autopsy. Would they find a brain in Joe Biden? Well, maybe not, unless they do a rectal exam. How dumb do you have to be to think that you could introduce Arabs and Muslims into the concept of diversity, equity, and inclusion? You've got to be the most stupid idiotic, nincompoop, moronic, imbecilical nitwit on the face of the earth to think that. Does he really think that it'll have that effect? Of course not. He just thinks that you can spend 100000 here and 100000 there, a million here and a million there, to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion, knowing full well that the Palestinians have no intention of ever using that money for that. They're, that's going to go into rockets in Gaza to launch toward Israel. <clears throat> but it's being sent over there under the guise of diversity, equity, inclusion. Yeah, you Palestinian Arabs, let's, let's include some Jehovah's Witnesses in this regiment that's going out to slay uh, Jewish children and throw in there some Mormons and some Christians and some... Uh, Oh, let's, that's right. I forgot. Let's have a bunch of queers and trannies because this is about inclusion. And then let's have some payments in the name of equity go out to disadvantaged uh, Palestinian boys and girls who, because of climate change, have not been able to obtain their full potential. And, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot the fact that we also need to include a uh, biracial uh, transgender midget in that group. This is, this is the nonsense. But you know what? I'm being kind when I say nonsense. This is the evil that identifies the left. And there is no coming together in this country. There is, look, when Trump took over in 2016, sworn in 2017, what was the first thing that happened? He hadn't even done anything yet. And California already wanted to secede. 
Let that slime state go. Who gives a rip? I'm sorry, I got a lot of California listeners, people I know and love. But you got your chance to get out of Sodom and Gomorrah if you want to stay. I hope you have a godly calling to be there. Otherwise, I just hope you don't fulfill in contemporary times the role of the five foolish virgins who had plenty of time to trim their wicks and fill their lamps with oil, but fiddled around thinking that there would be salvation from some other source, only to find out that they're left behind. There is no coming together in this country. Not anymore. The divide is as deep as the divide was when God split Israel in two. Not two halves, because it wasn't 50-50. It was ten tribes, and then it was Judah and Benjamin. Who tore the country apart? God. God ordained a secession in Israel. And why did He do that? Because there was so much sin in Israel, He caused the ten tribes which were wicked and only ever had evil kings. Never had a righteous king among the ten tribes. From Judah and Benjamin, which still retained a semblance of godliness and righteousness. Now here's what a lot of people don't know. That following that split, the priests, the Levites, the scribes that were in the geographic region that was occupied by the ten tribes, as those ten tribes took evil to a new level and just committed the most abominable things, the righteous people in those ten tribes, the, the, the priests, they left. They packed up their go-karts and, or go-karts, what am I thinking? Their carts and headed off to Judea, to Jerusalem, to be among those and in a group that would part its ways from evil because there was, because isn't that what the word says? To come apart, separate yourself from evil. Well, you can't do that entirely without leaving this world. But there are some things that you can do and strengthen. What does it say? What did, what did Jesus say to one of the churches in Revelation? He warned them, admonished them, encouraged them to strengthen the things that remain. Strengthen that which remains or is attempting to remain. And if you want to be a missionary in these other states, go have. I would never stop you from doing it or encourage you to not do it. If God tells you to stay, you stay. But a lot of people stay in those states because they like the leeks and onions by the Nile. They had rather put up with the affliction of the Egyptians than the hardships of the desert, even though the desert was where there was freedom. And so to that end, if you've got an extra 50000 you say, I don't have an extra 50000 I don't know what you got that's extra. Go find a nice piece of land. Kentucky, Tennessee, Texas, Oklahoma. Someplace not in the left blue state you're in. 
Robin Walder encouraging you here to sit tall in the saddle, America. Remember, you ride for the brand, brand of Jesus Christ. God bless you. See you next week.